what sleeper AFC North receiver is being underdrafted right now? Who represents the best value in the Bears' backfield this season? And is there a 2018 version of Alvin Kamara lurking late in Football Guys drafts? Plus, five-time FPC and main event league champ Keno Moss drops by to break down the best way to attack the FFPC Pros vs. Joe's Challenge, why he's known as the tight end whisperer, and much, much more. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gruzek is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people were dominant, lived life slow. Well, laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good. There lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're going to make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. They did the job, money came with ease, but one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease. He robbed another and another, and a sister and a brother. Tried to rob a man who was a DC undercover. The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Shot for the head, he shot back, but he missed up. Looked around good and from expectations, he decided he'd hit for the subway station. But she was coming and he made a left. He was running top speed till he was out of breath. Knocked an old man down and swore he killed him. Dr. Shane, Rob, and greetings and salutations, all you balkaholics and and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above-average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is, as always, the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, what aging receiver is a must-get for your teams, which AFC South running back might see his value go down in the near future. And our guest tonight, Keno Moss, talks about how he's been able to enter the five-figure prize realm in the FFPC, who he's targeting in this year's Pros versus Joe's competition, and a bunch more. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have for us or for our guest, Kino, tonight, now. HSFF Hour, Eric Balkman, David Gerzak. Those are all apps on Twitter where you can get a hold of us. And you can post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash HSFF Hour. 347-426-3682 is the phone number to reach us. That's 347-GAME-MOVA. You can also always email the inbox, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Our producer and mutual friend Rob, audio engineer Bryce, doing their best to get those questions to us in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Uh, I want to remind everybody that the Football Guys Players Championship gave the $2.1 million Football Guys Players Championship. Uh, much better crafted. Uh, is filling, has drafts filling daily, including drafts tonight. Uh, room discounts at Planet Hollywood. Don't forget to check that out at myffpc.com if you do plan on drafting the main event team or another ancillary high-stakes team live. And, of course, week one viewing for just $10 at uh, Caesars Properties, restaurants, sports books, lounges. Uh, you can check that out at myffpc.com. Best ball drafts, classic drafts, super flex drafts, other types of drafts. <laughs> of the fantasy football driver a variety. They started $35 at myffpc.com. We have Dynasty Startups also going on as well. I am very excited to get the show started tonight, Dave, and I'll tell you why. For the first time ever in my life, you know, I when I was a kid, I never story, Yeah, I never thought I would like, you know, be in the media. I thought it could be, you know, there's times where I I thought like it'll be it would be cool to be in the media, but I never really envisioned it. I'll tell you when I did envision it. I never thought I would be talk, talking NASCAR 
which is what I was doing this afternoon. On, I filled in for um, on one of the local radio stations here in, in beautiful Appleton, Wisconsin. Do you have a, I mean, do you have any knowledge of NASCAR? Or do you have to? No, quick, uh... I I had I had to do some research last night, and um, I had a 10-minute segment with Alex Hayden from the Motor Racing Network, who is actually a, a fairly significant. He's the voice of NASCAR, 17,000 Twitter followers. Oh man, dude, that's like that's that's a that's a problem. We had him on. It was a 10-minute NASCAR segment. Uh, apparently, it went good. Um, and he called me Saquon Balky on the air, which was very cool. Um, so, but now we get to fantasy football tonight. Uh, thank God. Back to your wheelhouse. I've limited out on NASCAR for the week. So yes, back back to uh, back to my wheelhouse. So who's who's the who's the good guy this week in the in the driving thing? Brad Keselowski. It seems to be. Uh, uh, well, like yeah, he. Uh, I'm they, myself. It's the Quaker State 400, and it's actually in Sparta, Kentucky, at the Kentucky Speedway. They've only raced seven of these ever, and he's won three of them. So he'll be looking for number oh, four this very week. Nice. Yeah. Uh, also keep an eye on Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, and um, Martin Truex Jr. Also uh, should be in the thick of it this week. Those are like all the favorites. Yeah. Let's bring in tonight's guest, for God's sake. He's uh, been playing fantasy football. But yeah, I know. It's so terrible. We put him through this to, to put him on there and sort of christening him, I guess, for what he's about to endure. Uh, he's been playing fantasy football for nearly 30 years. He plays in more than a dozen annually. He has also not only missed an entire family reunion, but also a wedding, not his own, because he snuck away to get a fantasy draft in. He is a five-time Football Guys Players Championship and Main Event League champ has won more than $12,000 playing and will be shooting for the overall title in the 2018 FFPC Pros versus Joe's competition coming up later this month with his co-manager, Eric Young. Please welcome to the High Stakes Airwaves, Kino Moss. Kino, thanks so, so much for coming on the air with us tonight. Thanks for having me, Eric and Dave. How are we doing, fellas? We're doing good. We're doing fantastic. It's uh, always good to get um, another... Kino is such a cool name. Yeah, it's a very cool name. Is that fake? Is that a name? Uh, yeah, it's, it's my third name. It's everybody screws up my my God given my government name, so we just go Kino is easy. Really? Kino is easy. Is that true? Yeah. No, I believe it is. So do you want to tell us your God given name? Or is it's it? up to Kino. Kino oh, can reveal that. Crazy. From the producer. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing wild. It's nothing wild. It's just pronounced weird, so people messed it up when I was growing up. It's Akeen, A K I N. Okay, cool. There you go. Uh, very cool. So, listen, we want to uh, we, we want to talk fantasy with you. You're obviously we're gonna we're gonna pick your sure. brain for some pros versus Joe's knowledge. Pick some pick your brain for some uh, high stakes knowledge. Before we get to that, uh, tell the listeners what you do for a living. And I believe you were in uh, beautiful San Diego, California. Uh, oh, weather's awesome. Slumming it and sticking it out in <laughs> Southern California. There. Yeah. So tell us what you do for a living out there, uh, Kino. It is definitely a tough life. I do uh, real estate. I started uh, as a broker when I was about 22. Now I just kind of invest. So just working on my tan, trying to learn how to surf, fellas, and dominate fantasy. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> you know, in San Diego, too, it's like, you know, real estate just keeps going up and up. I mean, everything's worth a ton of money out there. I love it. It's great. Um, you just invest, it. right? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Kind of like my, you, my, you find my a foreclosure condo. <laughs> yeah, we do a couple of REOs. We find those out here. We find those out here. I was just going to say it's similar to like investing in fantasy players, you know. You got to find cheap and then let them uh, appreciate it yeah. in, the, in the near future. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right, so let's talk fast a little bit. Congrats on your co-manager, Eric Young. Getting, uh, you got drawn to draft with pros versus Joe's this year. Um, so have you guys talked strategy at all uh, going up against all those pros? 
Uh, a little bit. Uh, to be honest, this draft was kind of early, so um, my man, my co-manager, he he runs a pretty big business, and then he plays a lot of poker. So uh, until the season about starts, it's usually on me. So uh, yeah, we're gonna rock. I got a little bit of uh, going against the pros. I usually will try to wait on quarterbacks because you know that's that's the usual trend with you guys. So I just really hit running backs, receivers, and then tied in premiums. Try to you know click one of those here and there. So is he out there for the World Series of Poker that whole month of, like, what is it, June mostly? Yeah, he travels a little bit. He's in commerce a lot. He lives in L.A., so he's out doing his thing. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Got okay. You got it. You got it, brother. Yeah. We we have, uh, right away, Bourbon City Ballers, uh, Kevin Williamson, in the chat room tonight, firing away with the tough topics. We were going to get to this later on in the show, but we might as well bring it up with you, Keno, now, because we... You know, obviously the, the fantasy story that's dominated the headlines uh, over the last 48 hours or so has been this LaShawn McCoy um, mm. domestic abuse violation, uh, you know, allegations. And uh, for fantasy owners, you know, strictly, we're, we're not going to get into the morality and, and everything like that. We, we just want to strict, stick strictly to fantasy here. How do you treat McCoy in drafts right now? Because he was going at the end of the second round. We've seen him slip now to the uh, end of the fourth, early fifth, and some football guys' drafts. How would you be treating McCoy if you, let's say, we don't know. We, we, we're, we're not given any more information by the time you guys sure. are drafting. And, and it's only 18 days away now. So, uh, July 29th is when you'll be drafting your pros as Joe's team. If no more information sure. comes out, how do you treat McCoy in your drafts? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I was off McCoy to begin with this year. I think that he's kind of running out of tread on those tires, if you will, the Buffalo line and even their offense, the quarterback, is just going to be a big question mark. So this is only really pushing him further down on my board, to be honest. The guy I was really uh, – that's now kind of moving up is Chris Ivory. I think that in a, especially in a redraft, in a, in a one-year or a, a best ball, you slide him in, give you, you know, 10-plus points. Um, until he breaks down, of course, by week six to ten. But until then, uh, I really like Ivory. And, you know, with McCoy, it's almost like a Zeke Elliott situation, except for the fact that Zeke has a lot more upside uh, to me personally than does LaShawn McCoy this year. So I'm completely avoiding. uh, He won't be on any of my draft boards, so I'll wait for somebody else to take him, to be honest. Chris Ivory has uh, uh, gone all the way up to the 12th round of FFPC best ball drafts from an ADP of 20, basically, is, is where he was going beforehand. Uh, so, so Ivory's already shooting up draft boards. I think he is, uh, he's an interesting buy right now, the fact that you can get uh, a, a, a guy who could conceivably be starting uh, for right. his team in the double-digit rounds at running back. That is definitely Absolutely. rare. Let's talk about a guy – who, who fit that scenario exactly to a T last year. Went the double-digit round, ended up starting for his team. Alvin Kamara and Keno, you got him in all your leagues last season, man. You, you had a successful 2017, obviously, having Kamara on so many squads. Tell us a little bit about why you liked him so much and if there's a 2018 version of Kamara out there. Uh, so there is a version. Uh, watch my draft, and I will, you will know when I draft him. I'll let you know. Uh, but for, when it came to Kamara in particular, I, I'm a true believer in, you know, the 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 offensive coordinators really contributing more than the players per se. For instance, like Fitzgerald versus Marcus Colson back in you know 2010, if you will, uh, for about three or four years, Colson was putting up 100 catches almost, and Fitzgerald wasn't, based on quarterback as well as obviously the offense they play in. So you know now with this kind of a changing on the guard, I'm 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 really really. 
that's why I was really high on Kamara. I just thought he was going to be a PPR sleeper. I didn't think he was going to be as dominant uh, as he was in his points for touches. But, uh, I mean, I think he was on average 11th, 10th round. So we were taking him about in the 8th or ninth, And, you know, we did pretty well. So uh, this year I just I, – I like Deion Lewis. I think he's a really, really good value. I'm not a big Derrick Henry fan. I think he's kind of an upright runner. Uh, there's a new offensive coordinator in town, so I don't think it's going to be a DeMarco slash Derrick Henry, those kind of roles. I think it's going to change a lot, and I really like Deion Lewis. I mean, in a one-year redraft best ball, that would be, if you will, my Alvin Kamara without giving away a couple of my other guys. That's pretty impressive. You gave that away, Bob. You have to, like, uh, just the Easter egg of any player. That's all you get. You cannot – you... <laughs> Go ahead. At least we got that. that that's the good part. <laughs> All right. But, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a question with a little bit more of a broad question, so you don't have to give us anything specific. Uh, you're sure. a five-figure winner in the FFPC Football Guys contest. So, yeah. what's like a key to some of the successful fantasy seasons that you and your partner have had in your career? Mm. So, honestly, I think we, me and my partner kind of have a yin and a yang. I'm kind of like the mad scientist, and he's kind of the analytical poker guy, if you will. He's very methodical. So, um, but one thing I always like will fall on is if there are guys you like, and there's guys you have a feeling on, especially when it comes to big money, like go for it. Like last year it was Alvin Kamara. It was Russell Wilson. Um, and you know, again, had I gone for Kareem Hunt, who I really, really like, but you know, really a rookie that high in the first, second round, cause we were drafting in the Friday after the Thursday games. Uh, in some of the, the my FFPCs. So, you know, I, I wanted to, I just didn't really do it. So that would be my main thing. If there's a guy that you love and, you know, you and your partner or you are just yourself and you really are just, it's just, you keep gravitating towards that player and you're playing for money, I would rather go down gunning with the guys that I, I have these feelings about. And it's kind of, I've honed it over like 25 plus years, but, you know, go for your guys, man, in fantasy. Have fun with it. Let it roll. Don't be a homer, though. Well, you need to trade. You need to trademark your get your get your guys. Yeah, though. get your guys. Says Keno Moss, five-time FPC and FFPC main event champ. I listen. If there's one, people, you know, they ask me, yeah, Balky, you interview all these high-stakes guys. What's the one thing that you always take away from that? Get your guys. That's what these guys yeah, always man. say. You know, say you know, there's there's a certain amount of oh, let the draft come to you, but most of the time it's like. Yeah, but still get your guys at the same time. Like, let the draft come to you. It's funny because you hear a lot of people. It is funny that you hear that. You, you know, just try and pick off a lot of value. But if there's someone you want, go get them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, among it's, your it's, friends it's and, and competitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, among your friends and competitors, Kino, uh, you have become known as the tight end whisperer. And uh, <laughs> Wesley Walls before anybody else did. Yeah, I'd like to. Tony <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, I want to know uh, how this came about, how you earned that moniker. Uh, a little bit of that and a lot of SHIT talking. So it really started in like <laughs> 2000. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Niner and a Chiefs fan. So uh, Gonzalez was my guy, and I drafted him like in almost every league, uh, like earlier than it was just ridiculous because I just felt like, hey, he's going to be 75-plus catches. And a tight end back then, was, it was just really unheard of. So started with him, and then I just was able to just find, like, good grooves with quarterbacks matching up with offensive coordinators and then, you know, tight ends ever since from, like, I remember just one year I was on Algie Crumpler when he was with Vic to, you know, Brent Selleck, Todd Heap was my guy, Jimmy Graham I drafted in, like, every dynasty league, you know, when he came out of Miami. 
So uh, Kyle Rudolph, so, yeah, he's been up and down. I wouldn't really say he's a, he's a beast, but you know we've been doing all right with tight ends the last fifteen or so years. So I just keep trying to. I got I have a little formula. <laughs> so and, and, and yeah, I'm not going to ask you. Far be it for me to ask you to divulge, <laughs> you know, divulge that formula on the air. But I would imagine, given that you and Eric will be, well, you especially will be drafting in this uh, Pros vs. Joe's contest in in two and a half weeks in a tight end premium format. We're going to see some of the, you know, we should be paying attention to whatever tight ends you're selecting there because they might be in for Bafo 2018 <laughs> season. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm, that's what I'm betting on, brother. Absolutely. The tight end Westerer has spoken, Dave, and I'm making a mental and a physical note of, so, of watching. And I'll just give you uh, one. This is, this, this is kind of a deep shot in the dark, but I, I really like as long as Sam Bradford's healthy, which God knows two weeks, four weeks, maybe 12 on a good day, but I really like Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs> Um, they got a good OC now, finally, who uses the – I like Arians, but they never use the tight end. So I really like that fit um, as long as Bradford. I mean, that's really – he gets it out quick. And I think for – nobody really has him on their boards to 55-plus catches. I think he could do very, relatively easily. The only, the only caveat to that is if and when Bradford goes down, I'm not sure what Rosen is going to do with his quarter – with his tight ends. Um, but until then, I like uh, RSJ a lot. Well, at least a lot of the, a lot of the rookie quarterbacks look to their tight ends because it's a fairly easy pass to complete. You know, sure. Right down the middle. Hashtag security blanket. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rosen's a, you know, a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so, so speaking, of, plan, right? speaking of positions, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, uh, tries to take the best player available in their drafts. Do you tend to load up on certain positions uh, early in drafts, or a certain position, I should say? Uh, like as of like as of like the last four or five years, I think tight end premium. I've really looked to find tight ends. Um, uh, you, you know, I, I it's kind of like tiers now that I, as opposed to rankings. You know, you could have the twenty fourth overall, whatever. But if he only scores two points off of the number two overall, then it's really almost the same, right? So um, with tight ends, I found that I, I'm I'm usually taking them like you guys had mentioned one to two rounds earlier, especially with tight end premium and then factor in if you're doing it with, you know, savvy, you know, people like yourselves, and I'm definitely going two to three rounds earlier. Um, and I'm actually kind of rotating the pendulum back to running backs. Like if I can get, you know, out of the top 24, if I get two, God forbid, three, I'm really going to try to do that in the early rounds. After that, um, I feel like receivers, I, I'm, you know, we can pick a couple off who are, who are going to be pretty solid in the fourth, fifth rounds. Kino Moss, a $12,000 high-stakes fantasy football winner and five-time FPC and FFPC main event league champ joins us on the high-stakes fantasy football hour tonight. You are going to be drafting Kino at the seventh spot in the Walkman League of the Pros versus Joes on Sunday, July 29th, which people can hear right on the high-stakes fantasy football. We'll be broadcasting that. You were in between um, Mike Visconti from Fantasy Sports Central and Alex Melio and Austin Lee from uh, Football Guys, uh, of course, the veterans of, of this event. I look at where you guys are going to be picking. Is there a specific player that you're hoping falls to you at seven? And I just wanted to get your thoughts, you know, because we always like to hear, you know, from people who say, you know, oh, I, I like to – I like to be picking in the early part of the round this year. I like to be picking, you know, I like to be on the ends. You guys will be right in the middle. Your thoughts on drafting in the middle and who you're targeting at seven. Well, usually let's 
<clears throat> usually the middle sucks unless you have two girls on one each side of you. So I'm not too happy about that. But <laughs> totally agree seven, with that. I am 100. Amen. That. <laughs> Come on. Um, so honestly, we'll probably go running back. Just 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 off top. Sorry guys, I've had a long day. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really looking running back. I feel like that top tier of guys, I'm, I'm uh, is really where I want to go if I can. Uh, and then if not, I mean, it'd really be Antonio Brown would be the only other guy. So between, I feel like at seven, I'm going to get obviously one of those just by, you know, deductive reasoning. Um, and that would, that's really how I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that after the first running back, then I'll just kind of let it come to me as far as position after that. But I am looking running 2000, back in particular. Yeah. Sorry. 2000, uh, 2016 FFPC main event champion, Dave, uh, David Hubbard, has uh, he's been drafting some football guys, teams, and I don't think I'm, I'm – Yeah, thank you. Uh, I don't think uh, I'm revealing too much here. He says he loves the middle this year. The six, seven, eight spots, he's, he says he's happy uh-huh. all day picking, picking the middle. He really likes – and he also said he likes the – you know what? The thing is with Hubbard, he says he drafts from anywhere, and he'll be like, yeah, I really like the middle this year. But you know the back end's looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, but the first three picks, I love that spot too. So take it with the green. Yeah. If, you, if you've done 80 football guys drafts already, you've gotten every spot. So you've convinced yourself that every spot is reasonably decent. <laughs> that's that's there's probably some Speaking confirmation bias on that. Right. right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so people yeah. actually, I've been, you know, people tend to post a lot of their drafts on Twitter. It's like occasionally look at them, and then they're, sometimes they're touting them, sometimes they're asking, "What, what do you think?" And a lot of people that I respect mm-hmm. actually been uh, taking Adam Thielen. So he's been going around the 309 in uh, best ball leagues. What do you think of him? Uh, do you think he's a reach there? Or do you think that's a good good pick? Uh, so best ball, I'm I'm okay with it. I don't love it, but I mean between him and Diggs, I, it's it's really hard to decipher week to week. Um, I will say though that um, uh, what's his name? Case Keenum, not Case Keenum. Who, what, what's yeah. his name? He just signed in Kirk Minnesota Cousins. though. Kirk, sorry, Kirk. Kirky. Captain yeah. So Captain Kirk is out there, and I feel like his guy was kind of Jamison Crowder, kind of the inside runner, so I like Thielen fits that role. Cousins doesn't really throw outside too, too often or really deep. It seems like Crowder was kind of his security blanket other than uh, Big Reed at tight end. So I, I think that Thielen fits that role, but, again, in, in a best ball, I'm okay with it. I don't love it, but, you know, you're going to roll them both out. You're, you're going to be happy with what they get because Cousins does – I mean, he, he produces numbers. I don't know about winning when you need, but, you know, fantasy, that's all I care about is I just want stats, baby. It's all about the stats. Uh, just ask uh, Bob Sangerman from, uh, from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Love that. Casey in Edgeville, Pennsylvania, leads off our uh, emails this week, Kino. And, and the first one for you, he writes, what's up, Kino? Are you buying the Jarek McKinnon in the second round hype, or do you think he's just Uh-oh. too expensive at that spot? Good luck at Bruce Jones. That's Casey in Eagleville, Pennsylvania. Well, we I mean we don't have to, but uh, I think I think you are you are saying it all with your reaction. He's going at the two ten right. in best balls right now. Your thoughts on McKinnon at that spot? Talk to me, Casey. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Niners fan, so I'm trying to not drink the juice too too much. But I I, I love the fit, man. I mean, you look at Devontae Freeman. I think they fit similar roles. McKinnon gets nicked up a lot, but until then, I just I mean. You know, he's getting at least four catches out of the backfield in a PPR, four for 40, at least 80 rushing yards, no touchdowns. We're looking at a 12-plus. So, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. And that's with really no, not a lot of upside, right? So, um, I like McKinnon. I'm just trying not to go in too hard being a Niner fan. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, he's definitely on my on my target list. Yeah, he could have a massive, and, massive fantasy season. Absolutely, and if you can pair him, like if I if I'm able to get you know a top tier number seven running, <laughs> you know number seven running back, and pair McKinnon with him, that's pretty juicy right there, Daddy Likey. Yes, yes, Daddy Likey indeed. Uh, let's go to uh, Brian in, in uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. He writes, Hi, Keenan. No caller? Can we? No. Oh, sorry. Well, it would be great if we did. But can we count <laughs> on Amari Cooper bouncing? It's, that is true. We, yeah, get, we, get a, in, we get a lot of emails and texts, I, I will say, on this show. A lot of Bitmoji. Uh, too. Not too many Bitmojis. <laughs> no. no, we don't get a whole lot of Bitmojis. And Bitmojis are tough to read on the air. So, right. Yeah. Uh, he, anyway, Brian, Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Hi, Kino. Can we count on Amari Cooper bouncing back, or is he simply fantasy fool's gold again this season, even with Gruden captaining the ship? Thanks for the email, Even Brian. with Gruden. Even, well, I mean – the albatross from trying, 20 trying. years ago. Well, <laughs> obviously, obviously, uh, the the OCs and the uh, head coaches there. Exactly, yeah. The OCs and head coaches there the last couple of years have not been able to unlock uh, Mari Cooper. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So you look at Cooper right yeah. now in best ball uh, league. He is this guy was a second round pick in FFPC drafts last year. Mm-hmm. He slipped to the 404 now this year. So mm-hmm. you look at Cooper. Are you buying in a bounce back or are you staying away? Uh, I think it really determines its market value, right? Like, um, and you also have to you have to realize, or you don't have to realize, but I tried to be realistic, right? I'm, everybody touted Amari Cooper as, and I did as well, as like the next guy, right? He runs great routes, great hands. He's, he's the, the that the man. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of not everybody kind of tops out at their max potential, and I think that he's kind of going through it. It's really only his third year, though, so. When you say bounce back, I just say, what are your expectations? Are you expecting 100 catches like the top tier guys? Or are you going to be more reasonable like 70 plus? And even on his first two years, he still, I believe, had 80 plus, right, each year. First and second year. Then last year was kind of weird and funky. But, um, you know, within reason, fourth round, as long as I'm not expecting him to be my number one, maybe preferably fifth, late fifth, something like that, I would totally be okay with. But, uh, I think that a lot of people are too hard on him because they drafted him as their number one, and he's, you know, expecting him to be that guy. And he's maybe he's just a better at a number two. Low end. I like that. That was a very reasoned explanation. Yeah, very well reasoned indeed. He has not gotten 80 catches uh, his first two years, although he was very close. Oh, 72 catches in 2015. That's all right. You are almost spot on. He's a rookie, though, 72. 70, like, it's an incredible number. He went, listen, 72 catches for over 1,000 yards as a yeah, rookie. That's a, fantastic. Right, then right. he went up to 83 catches for 1,100 yards uh, last year, only 48 for 680 in 2017. But he did set a career high right. in touchdowns last year with seven. So, seven, what, you know, what could have been, Dave? That, you know, Julio Jones looks at his touchdown numbers and is, you know, is jealous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fantastic uh, analysis there, my friend. I kept 130 passes for three touchdowns every year. Yeah. This week's 15 and 16. And you know, who am I? Yeah. Who are you Joe? No, and, and those three touchdowns are all going to come in the same quarter. Yeah. One game. Oh, you know, my six, God. Exactly. Right. Quarter, Enjoy it while they last, because that's it. Don't blink. All right. Don't blink. <laughs> all right, Tino, so this is our, one of our favorite questions. Uh, what player will you be staying away from in the first couple of rounds this year, and what player do you think you'll be targeting in the mid to late rounds of the season? Ooh, I'm avoiding Tyreek and Kelsey. Uh, I'm a Chiefs fan, too. I just feel like with Mahomes as a rookie, there's too much volatility for a second-round tight end uh, and or a fourth-round receiver. I'd much rather go all day Doug Baldwin, all day 
I mean, you throw names out, I can say yes or no, but those two in particular, I think, are highly overvalued, knowing that Alex Smith is really, really efficient, and he was able to really pick those two guys out almost every week consistently, where you now have Mahomes. He's playing the Chargers twice. I love their defense. He's playing, you know, all the Raiders are boo-boo, but, you know, uh, uh, I, I just feel like Mahomes isn't going to be just this dominant guy, even though that one game, you know, he did really well. Like the NFL is really good at once they get film on you, they take away what you do well, and then it's how well do you do B, C, and D. So uh, I'm not a – I like Mahomes, but as far as putting all my fantasy eggs in that particular basket, drafting to those two guys that early when there are reasonable options or alternatives elsewhere, I would, I would pass on those two guys personally, and it hurts me to say that. Yeah, so that's a, yeah, so that's interesting. So it's really the fact that Mahomes has such a, a small body of work. I mean, he's a talented player. The team mm-hmm. likes him. They put all their faith in him. But I mean, what proof do we have as fantasy owners that very Mahomes little. is going to be, yeah. be productive? Yeah, very that's little. That's I mean, right? Like even Andrew Luck, his first two years, Peyton Manning. I mean, or maybe their first year for sure was really kind of tough. And I, I personally think that Luck was way more NFL ready doesn't have the arm and the, the arm talent or whatever that Mahomes has. But as far as mentally, and I think that makes such a big difference compared to just arm talent. We've seen that, you know, year after year. Um, I'm just waiting to see before I'm going to invest, especially if big money leagues on, on those two guys. Kino, before I, I want to get uh, a sleeper that you're targeting in the mid to late, to late rounds. But before we do, I want to just touch on this real quick. Since you brought up a two Chiefs in, in Hill and Kelsey, Kelsey is going in the mm-hmm. mid-second round of FFPC mm-hmm. best balls. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, the mid-third round. Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. not going until the early seventh round. Is he a guy Dr. that you would look at there, given his value? One million percent. I mean, like when you take a step back, what's the difference in regards to NFL ability between Tyreek and Watkins? Uh, not numbers, but, I mean, they're, they're sent, I won't say the same player because Tyreek is electric, but, right, very fast, over the top hit him short, let him run, hit him, you know, let him extend the defense, hit him deep, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like week to week they can legitimately almost be the same player or the same role. And Andy Reid said it before, he doesn't – he he kind of scripts certain plays for players. If they hit, it hits. And then after that, it's he doesn't have guys he's just going to feed the ball to. It kind of – the game dictates what he does other than Kareem Hunt. So – Besides uh, Watkins, we know you like Watkins of the seventh. Is there a player or players that you could share with us that are going perhaps around the same range or even later uh, that you would be interested in acquiring in your leagues this year? Deion Lewis. There you go. <laughs> Deion Lewis. I'm in it. I'm in it. I like it. I like down. it a lot. There's, there's definitely a lot more, <laughs> but, you know, just for my money's sake, I'm, we're gonna, we'll, stick, we'll keep it there, Deion. We have, and Kino, we listen. That's fine. You don't need to. You, you don't need to share everything tonight. We will be able to broadcast your pros versus Joe's draft. We will see who you've been targeting then, and, and we will know who you like, and we will your definitely. Cards will be on the table. Your cards will be on the table, but that's okay because that's you've won fair. twelve thousand dollars, more than twelve thousand dollars. Five FPCs, F, FFPC main event league titles to your name. So clearly, even when people know what you're doing, you're still going to come out on top. Thank you so much for joining the show. Tonight, I really appreciate it. Feel free to give us a call back in when you're drafting on the 29th. We'd love to, you know, hear more yeah, from you, sure. uh, how your draft is going, and if you want to make a pick on the air, we always appreciate that. Talk crap well. about the pros because they all suck. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. yes. By the way, By thank large, you for bringing yeah. that up, gentlemen. I would like you yeah. to know that last year, in our pro- this is the second year we've done the uh, pros versus Joe's, we came in third, 
we lost Odell Beckham for the year and Jordy, and we came in third by like 12 points to both uh, experts. Well, one guy scored 1,700, but I believe we killed Evan Silva, killed Scott Fish, <laughs> although they're both they're shots fired, but I, I, they, I both bow down to them. They're, they're highly, highly knowledge. They've probably forgot more than I'll ever know in regards to football. But <laughs> we're out here getting it, boys. We're out here doing it. Track record. Yeah. The tight end whisperer, the Silva Slayer, Keno Moss, joining the High Stakes Fantasy Football Awards tonight. That don't, is fantastic don't tweet stuff. That. Yeah, 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 I'm not. Yeah, we will listen. We, it's, it's, I'm really here. We're buddies. But uh, listen, man, congrats on That's all your awesome. success thus far. Good luck in all your leagues uh, this coming season. And thanks for uh, uh, hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate it, Keno. I appreciate the time, guys. Take care. Right, Keno Moss, ladies and gentlemen, five-time football guys and FFPC main event league champ, won more than $12,000 and finished higher in his league than Evan Silva and Prosis Joe's last year. <laughs> so great stuff. As a, I should bring up the standings just to see how it ended up. But um, one other thing, I, I, when we were talking about um, Adam Thielen, I was listening to the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship podcast this week. And, uh, of course, our That's friends. Nice to call a shout-out for those guys. Yeah, let's give them a shout-out. Farrell Elliott, Travis Cox, uh, Rob Fetcher, and then their guest this week was uh, Brandon Hakey. Hakey and – Hakey is the horse whisperer, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, Hakey and Cox, both uh, FYI, very successful players, love Stephon Diggs this year and Good. think that Diggs should actually be going ahead of Thielen in drafts. All right. So two smart guys. Two not only successful Kentucky players, two very successful FFPC players as well. Yeah, they're good. So, Cox getting married right here. This Saturday. Oh, yeah, they're all set. Yep, Travis Cox gets married this Saturday. So, congratulations to him and his uh, fiance, wife to be, Taylor. <laughs> so, yes, I don't know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> I don't either. Well, Taylor, that's, you know, it could be either you know, guy or girl. Well, he's, his, his uh, buddy, Taylor Casey, uh, who we've, we've seen at, <laughs> oh, in Kentucky before, it, it's not him. Oh. But, uh, yes, congratulations. Congratulations to Travis. I'm just trying to have fun, Well, Yeah, it's that time of the show. It is that time of the show. I want to thank Draft Sharks, Football Guys, Roto World, and Rob for tonight's rundown. Let's get to it. And uh, we touched on this earlier with with Keno. LaShawn McCoy has been accused of domestic uh, violence, accused of beating his girlfriend. Uh, The post on Instagram, which has since been deleted, also claimed that LaShawn McCoy has used steroids, beaten his son and his dog. No way of knowing the, you know, how... Supposedly he was working out four hours after the incident. Right, and, and there's talk about that someone else he organized this yeah. or, or this was, you know, of his doing. That's speculation. We're certainly not starting that rumor on this show. We'll start a lot I of rumors start, on this show. rumors out there. I think it's likely. By I just don't want to make it seem like we're perpetuating this. Like, this is, this is what... We're just saying this is what people are talking about. We'll leave it at that. Uh, the Bills and the NFL looking into the situation, and uh, obviously after uh, the whole Ray Rice thing for a few years ago, this is um, who beats up their dog. Yeah, That's this the is yeah, this is uh, this is huge. Yeah, it is actually. So, from a dynasty, let's let's we won't, we'll get into dynasty, the dynasty aspect of this for redraft. I told you yesterday when this came out, I can't conceivably take LaShawn McCoy in a single digit round. Now he has gone at the end of the fourth early fifth. There's plenty of drafters out there from the chats I have observed in the football guys draft rooms. Uh, there's plenty of guys out there that believe he's fine. There's the, nothing's going to come of it. Uh, even if something comes of it, it won't happen this season, um, you know, because of the long drawn out process of suspensions in the past. Um, you look at McCoy, you look at McCoy right now, this is the one minute preview of the question, his redraft value. I'm just trying to set you up for him. I am not – it's fine if he goes in the fourth and fifth because I'm not taking him there. Yeah, I would 
I, I honestly, he'd be close. To, he's close to off my board at this point. Very close. Double digit round. I mean. Yeah, that's you know, sure. The, but I mean, he's not going to fall that far. But I mean, it's, right, and that's smoke, why it doesn't matter. There's yeah. too much. There's way too much smoke, and the NFL doesn't care if you get. They at, at this point, you're seeing these suspensions. They do not care if you actually get arrested necessarily. They, right. If they if their investigators find out if all the, if it's, wait if it's one of Shady, like Shady's friends gets arrested or whatever. Yeah. He's getting suspended. They don't. They are not waiting. You know, they're not waiting for the judge and jury. They're just going to be like, "All right, well, you did it." Because obviously, any idiot could figure out that you did this. You know, so he's getting six games. He might get the whole season. His career could be over, for all you know. But then, if he appeals, yeah, then they. And then who do they appeal to? It's like you know, oh, same guy giving him the suspension. <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, the whole process is hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's 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 not good. So obviously, stay away from Shady McCoy. That's that's our official stance. Even in the fourth and fifth round, stay away from Lashawn McCoy. What's the upside too? He's missing three of his starting offensive linemen from last year. He could have a um, a rookie quarterback taking over at some point this season. He for sure will have a new quarterback and his receiving options uh, around him and, and tight end. Uh, I mean, tight end is okay, I guess. Uh, but he's certainly not a big well, offensive I mean, threat. But the receivers, I mean, like, everybody should be keying on McCoy, and this offensive line is nowhere near as good as it used to be in 2017. Well, we don't know. Okay, first of all, let's just go the other direction. We don't know for sure how bad the offensive line is going to be. They lost three starters. and they yeah, but they, maybe, those guys, maybe, they, maybe the team opted not to re-sign them because they sucked. Well, one guy retired because of uh, a medical thing. Then they traded uh, one of them to Cincinnati for a, a second-round pick um, because Cincinnati won. And that was a big upgrade on the Cincinnati line. Um, and I can't. The third guy is, is escaping me right now. Was that was that incognito and, and he retired? I think is what it was. I know that the center. I can't think of uh, his name was Eric. Um, it's escaping me right now. Benji? No, definitely not. Eric <laughs> but he's the one who retired because of a medical condition, and then incognito retired. I, I thought just to get his release um, from the Bills, and um, so he hung him up, and then they traded Cordy Glenn. So that's three fifths of the offensive line. Okay, that's fine. Great. And the teams. Still, did you think the team sucked last year pretty much? No. They were good? They made the playoffs. Yeah, you know what, I, I just, okay, maybe, you know, that's a good point. I mean, so you think they're going to be measurably worse this year, that's fine. Yes. He was the RB number seven last year. He had a he great played. season last year. He always has a great season. Let's not, let's not just make it seem like this is a one-off. He's one of the elite best running backs in the NFL. If he was playing. Frank Gore just called him the best running back Yeah, in if the he NFL. was playing on, like, um, let's see, a team that uses one running, if he was playing on, a, like, let's say the Rams, if he was had, he'd be getting drafted in the first round and didn't have this stuff going on. So, obviously, he has a ton of red flags, but, I mean, to take the top, the totally opposite argument, if he doesn't get suspended, or even if it's a three-game suspension, he could be a huge value once because you're falling into the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth round. He could be, and I'm fine with, I've made my peace with not having him. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not totally cut and dry, but, I mean, if you, once you get, once you get past, like, the seventh, eighth, ninth, and you keep on going, it's like, oh, you, Oh, where are we at? Yeah, I know. I know up. what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And and as of right now, we won't have to make that decision. But more news could come out. We'll more we'll news keep, will assuredly come out probably pretty soon. We'll keep you posted right here at the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Yes, the weekly show that you should really check into for your news. That does not take time off. <laughs> Just putting that out there too. TitansInsider.com's Terry McCormick. The show doesn't. Is my point. Yeah, you're the best. Um, it's not a dig on you. So at least we're going on Wednesday this week. Derrick Henry could lead the team in rushing attempts and rushing yards, uh, says McCormick. But he says it isn't out of the question that Deion Lewis, is, Deion Lewis finishes 
with more total yards. And that's obviously, just, that's such a shitty take. When, when Deion Lewis has been... A, it's a terrible take. Okay, well, let's assess this for fantasy and read between the lines a little bit. Deion Lewis, when he's been healthy, he's been awesome. There's no question about that. Pretty much that. saying nothing is the point. Okay. Go ahead. Just, thank you. Derrick Henry is uh, going uh, as the 17th running back off the board, and Deion Lewis, now he's tightened this up quite a bit. I can, I can tell you right now that you remember when before the Titans signed Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry was like a solid third-round pick, like sometimes even second round. Yeah. He has slipped since the signing. Now he is uh, going in the fifth round on ADP. He was in the fourth round for a long time. He's going at the 501 right now, Dave. And Deion Lewis creeping all the way up to the 509. It's not out of the question that Lewis is going to be leapfrogging Henry by the time we get to Vegas in, uh, you know, the main event draft. I think, and Keno Moss uh, talked about this earlier, I like Lewis better than Henry right now. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, taking Lewis over Henry is not really a very difficult decision because Lewis is a, a much safer pick. He has a higher floor. He's going to catch passes, right? He's probably less likely to get injured because of the fact that he's not going to be pounding it up the middle. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure yards. I'm not going to agree with you well, on I that. Well, I Okay, I get it. But, he, but, I mean, Henry's never, I don't know, he's a huge guy, so he's, he could get, get injured any time. So, yeah. I don't know. You think about the new offense with Matt LaFleur uh, being the OC. Um, don't you think that it'll be more wide open with Mar- Well, you don't like Corey Davis, but Mariota, Taewon Taylor, Corey Davis, Rashard Matthews, Delaney Walker, Deion Lewis. I, I just feel like Deion Lewis is the better fit for that offense that they want to bring in this year rather than the bruising Derrick Henry. Well, keep in mind, Derrick Henry was selected by the prior, prior coaching staff yeah. management, and now they picked up Deion Lewis and signed him to a pretty big contract by the current people. So the writing's on, kind of on the wall there. I, I think Lewis is the, is the pick to make. Robbie Anderson. It's definitely, you know, Derrick Henry could lead the team in rushing attempts, but it isn't out of the question that Deion Lewis. I want to point this out that there's a wimpy. There are a lot. Why do you say that I think it's going to happen? There are a lot of players and coaches on vacation right now, and uh, beat writers still have to work. Yes, the paper has to be put out. The Sears ads and the, you know, the Cub Foods circular, whatever your local. I don't know if I don't know if there's any hard-hitting fantasy uh, football <laughs> analysis in the Cub Foods flyer next to the uh, sale on on Vidalia onions, but uh, you, you could have something there. Let's get into Robbie Anderson. Rich Semini of ESPNNewYork.com says Anderson could actually develop into a true number one receiver this year because he brings a quote unique dimension to the offense. Dave, there's not a lot of competition for being the number one receiver with the Jets. Uh, again this year. Uh, Quincy Anunua coming off that neck injury. They brought in Terrell Pryor. God knows what they're going to get with him. Robbie Anderson actually had a very productive 2017 season. And as far as FFPC drafters go right now, they are not taking him in best ball leagues until the double-digit rounds, actually right after the ninth round at the 10-02. This, to me, screams as a great value, regardless if it's Josh McCown, regardless if it's Sam Darnold. They're going to have to throw at some point and uh, Anderson, as long as he can keep his nose clean, represents a lot of targets in that offense. Well, okay, I just looked this up because I wasn't exactly sure what happened with the, his arrest. And oh, yeah, issues. his second arrest. Second arrest. Yeah. So he, his attorney must be quite good. I wish I had his attorney. Um, he pled no contest to reckless driving, six months probation. Education was withheld, meaning Anderson was not convicted of a crime. Originally sent from a January arrest where he was caught doing 105 and a 45. By the way, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I could get to that. I could get to that speed. You know, some of the 45s in our, in our neighborhood. But 
Anyway, he faced a number of charges, including um, threatening the arresting officer's wife, which was rough. Yeah, that's a no-no. Um, cleared legally, but he still could face discipline from the aforementioned NFL office. So, and Anderson doesn't think he's going to get suspended. So keep in mind, you know, we're just talking about the shady stuff. Yeah. It all kind of went away. But I think the shady stuff's going to stick. Anyway, back to Anderson. I think, yeah, she is a value. I think that's a good analysis. I mean, even he gets suspended. It's a 10th yeah. round pick. Yeah, again, if the 10th round, who cares? Yeah. Oh, two to four games, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Especially in a, in a best ball at that point, I'm, I'm all over it. I mean, it's, you know, the speeding thing shows he's an aggressive, high testosterone guy. Not always. Uh, <laughs> I know we, we value that, but, um, you know. It's, it be the best for decision making. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, can apparently be counted on to catch more than 100 passes for over 1,000 yards this season, according to Josh Weinfuss of ESPN.com. Sam Bradford and Josh Rosen will be the guys throwing to him this year. And they both actually excel with their accuracy on the short and intermediate passes, which Fitzgerald has run to perfection over the last few years, uh, well, more than a few years. Cardinals uh, will have David Johnson besides Larry Fitzgerald, and then a whole lot of question marks after that. Dave, it's a broken record. For the last four years on this show, I, I feel like people have been writing off Larry Fitzgerald. And we and keep on drafting him. He continues to be a fourth-round pick going at the 403. That's so nice. Right it's, now. It's, like, it's so free. Let's play a Would You Rather real yeah. quick uh, with Larry Fitzgerald. I think this will be, uh, this will be a, a fun Would exercise. Would you rather get a massage from a man or surgery from a female doctor? Number five Would you have sex with Cleveland? If it meant you could have sex with Angelina Jolie. Who would you rather do? What would you guys rather be? Who would you rather start a small business with? Who would you rather have sex with? Do you want breakfast or would you rather chew on your own ass as usual? What? All right, so you have Larry Fitzgerald going at the 403. I am only going to list players that FFPC players, FFPC drafters are drafting in front of them. Dave, would you rather have Larry Fitzgerald or T.Y. Hilton? Fitz. I agree. Larry Fitzgerald or Adam Thielen? Um, Fitz. I agree. Larry Fitzgerald or Tyreek Hill? Oh, man, you know, to be honest with you, I'm going to, I would take Fitz. You're about to lie. No, I'm going to take Fitz. Yeah, that's, you know, it's funny when I usually, people say that. Right. Usually, I think I'd rather have Hill. Larry, I'll, take, I'll take Fitz. Hill's too, um, too up and down. Street, he has new yeah, quarterback. Yeah. That's yeah. what Fitz does. Anyway. I still like the ceiling with, with Hill a little bit better. Uh, Fitzgerald or Doug Baldwin? I'm going to take Fitz over Baldwin. I would take Baldwin at that point. And last, yeah, I think, yeah. Go ahead. This is a, this is a throwaway. I'm going to take AJ Green. No, no, no. This is a throwaway. Larry Fitzgerald or Mike Evans. I think this is interesting with the Winston stuff. You know what? I'm going to t- I would, if I was given the drop my choice, I would take Fitz. Now, granted, you know, I could probably get Evans and Fitz. You, know, you probably could. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Evans, by the way, going in in uh, best, 305. yeah, best ball drafts right now. Uh, Mike Evans, three hundred three. Yeah, so I mean, like, if I was looking at Fitz and I was in the you know the late late third round, I probably would take Evans and hope Fitz came back to me or something like that. Which he probably wouldn't, but it's entirely possible. Yeah, if it's a three hundred three, I'm not going to take you, Fitz at the you take, you could take <laughs> you could take Evans at the two ten and then Fitz at the three hundred three. Oh man, that's Richie. <laughs> Richie. Then I'm taking McCaffrey probably somewhere up in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you would take Fitz over Evans? I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying I think Fitz will produce more fantasy points than Evans. And okay. I put five bucks on it right All now. All right. So I have Mike Evans outscoring Larry Fitzgerald this year. I have five on it. I, mean, I have five on Fitz. That's funny. I got five on it. Mess up with your drops. 
in your hand motion. That's what makes the uh, the show so enjoyable. No, whatever. Come on. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I have yeah, more fantasy points. Okay, good. That's crazy. Uh, crazy, I agree. It is crazy for one of us. That's true. How many did I this against Fitz last year? I lost by like 80 points. Yeah, that was last year. I wouldn't have made the bet last year. Ricky Steele's yes, Jones. You would have. I guarantee you would have made that bet last year, you liar. Yeah, well, I guess we'll never know. I would have made the same bet. We're, we're in the Matrix now, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Ricky Steele's Jones, uh, Larry Fitzgerald's teammate, and uh, a guy that Keno Moss was looking at. Uh, was the guy who was named by Mike Jarecki of the Cardinals' official website as the offense's breakout player this year. The quote from Jarecki, his target should be a lot higher this year with an expanded role. Uh, Seals-Jones, 28 targets as rookie last year, but he did average nearly 17 yards per catch and did get in the end zone three times. He is a six foot five, 243-pound tight end, was actually a five-star wide receiver recruit uh, for the Aggies at Texas A&M. And uh, behind Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson, I already mentioned that there's not a whole lot else there. Seals-Jones is a potential breakout uh, this year, Dave, and you can get him cheap right now in, uh, in FP, excuse me, um, FFPC drafts. 13.01 is where he's going right now and in a tight end premium format. That is a great, great way to spend a 13th round or even a 12th or 11th round pick. I totally agree, actually. When you, you know, especially when you put this little paragraph together, this, unlike the paragraph about Derrick Henry, could do something better than Deion Lewis or do worse. I actually like this. This is actually really good analysis. Well, like I, I, that's, that's all shout out to Draft Sharks. Yeah, though. it does. I, I like Ricky Seals Jones. That's great. A five star recruit like that. He was a wide receiver and now he's playing tight end. Why not? Second year. And it's an, I think what people are people look at last year, they, realize, they don't really realize that it's a you know, new OC, a new offense. And I, I think that really, that's, that's what really makes a difference. Is like, like Keno said, they just never used to throw the tight ends. Or I never used to draft Arizona tight ends ever just for that reason. Uh, you have um, uh, Steve Wilkes is the new head coach there, who's a defensive-minded guy. But the offensive coordinator there, Mike McCoy, whose offenses um, have you know thrown to the tight end, obviously. Yeah. Uh, in the of course, you have Jason Helps. Yes. Yeah, he he wasn't really working wonders with uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Virgil Green and uh, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, not. Uh, Jake Butt. Well, of course, Jake Butt didn't really play uh, for Denver last year, but with the tight end draft in Denver, it wasn't that great. Uh, oh, Jones is talented. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely is. Let's uh, let's move on and, and get into some emails here. We got some fun emails. If you've got a question for Eric, Dave, or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at HSFFHour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Hashtag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at HSFFHour on Twitter. I didn't talk to him all except for drop. Uh, yeah, you, you love to talk during him. Uh, Bourbon City Ballers, Kevin Williamson in the chat room again. A few questions tonight. He wants to know, uh, can the HSFF forward tell me where my Scott Fishbowl uh, draft is going so slow? Just started the eighth round. Well, mine did too. It, it is going a little slow. Um, and uh, he also says he can't wait to hear the pros of Joe's draft. His last question, will the 7 p.m. football guys fill tomorrow night? Thursday night, 7 p.m.? Oh, yeah, I, 100%. I would not say... Nine, nine spots up. I would... Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, then it's pretty... It's not 100%. 98%. Yeah, 98, 99, I'm, I'm, I'm with that uh, for sure. So good luck in your draft tomorrow. Kevin, uh, we're going to lead things off tonight, Dave. 
with a blind resume from oh, I forgot about you. Frank in Louisville, Kentucky. Here's the way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to reveal parts of it. <laughs> and I'll see how, how many parts right. of information it takes you to guess this. Okay. I can just throw guesses out whenever. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll look at you because I want to get the full point out and then you can guess. Fair enough. I have 29 touchdowns over the last three years, which is behind only Antonio Brown's 31. Now, are you looking at me? Yeah, you can. Any guesses? Uh, uh, 29 touchdown catches, excuse me. Oh, okay. Second most behind Antonio Brown over the last three years. Uh, no, keep going. Okay. While I had 15 touchdowns from inside the 20 in 2015 and 2016 combined, I only had three last year thanks to my Pro Bowl teammate snagging 10 touchdown catches. However, he is no longer on my team, and I will go back to catching passes from my Pro Bowl quarterback. Oh, okay. So Pro Bowl quarterback. Had a Pro Bowl teammate that caught 10 touchdowns last year. No longer is incorrect. Here's the last hint. Yet I am barely being drafted in the top 10 wideouts in the FFPC in the mid-third round. Who am I? He's the number 10 wideout drafted. He's not being selected for the mid-third round. I think this is a little misleading by Frank. He is back to catching passes from his Pro Bowl quarterback, but his Pro Bowl quarterback still threw him passes last year, too. He was healthy all year. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the guy we brought up, we talked about briefly, briefly, briefly in the Would You Rather segment earlier. So he had three touchdowns last year? He had three touchdowns inside. Uh, no, yeah, it might have been three touchdowns total. His, his teammate had 10 touchdowns, but his teammate's gone. That is correct. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, why are people drafting this guy more? No, he – this is – yeah, this is misleading. He had eight touchdowns last year, but only three inside the 20. Okay. Which is where he was so successful in 2015 and 2016. He didn't have a bad season last year. I mean, he was good. He's, he got touchdowns. I'm lost. I have no idea. He is Doug Baldwin. Who caught 10 touchdowns? Jimmy Graham. Ah, see, it's caught you up there at the tight end. So, uh, Doug Baldwin, mid-third round. I, I, we've talked about him on, on the show over the last couple months. I, I like him as a third-round pick uh, in uh, football guys' drafts, in 20-round in managed leagues. I think that is a good way to spend a third-round pick. It's, you know, even if you go running back, running back in your first two rounds to get Doug Baldwin as your number one receiver in the third, I think he's in for a massive season this year. What about the whole thing about how Seattle's going to suck and their offense sucks? They exactly. probably lost all this offense. And, and they've they lost have, all this defense. But they're playing, all, yeah, they're playing all these great defenses, though, and they're in their division now. Okay, I mean, I'm going to need an example here. I mean, I guess okay, the, the Rams. Okay, the 49ers, the Rams. And the 49ers, is their defense that great? Well, they're supposed to be a playoff team. They're yeah, but that's because of just because of Garoppolo. Jimmy, Dreamboat Garoppolo. They, they have a good-looking quarterback with good uh, bushy eyebrows. You, no, that's the reason. Hold that he's, on. Well, he's got a nice tan. Is I, that why? I don't want to hear you, <laughs> of all people, saying because it's a bad-looking it? quarterback or because he's a good-looking quarterback, he's going to be good. You bring up the look analysis. Hey, looks matter. Yeah, exactly. So don't throw Garoppolo under the bus. <laughs> Because he's an Adonis. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, just honestly, that's just because Garoppolo is handsome with big eyebrows. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Niners okay. aren't going to have a good defense. All right, defense. fine. <laughs> that said, 
Seattle's defense is not what it used to be. Richard Sherman is gone. So, but Cam Chancellor, line, isn't there the worst offensive line in football? That's fine, Dave. How are they going to move the football, especially if they're down? Russell Wilson would be running around what, all the time. He's not going to throw into Doug Baldwin. No, he won't be able to throw it. He's always going to be running it okay. because their offensive line is so bad. What's their? Um, I'd like to. I I bet their over under for total wins this season is seven. I, I was going to say it's probably like eight and a half. Like it's not no, good. I can guarantee you it's below that. Okay, well, that's just to my point even further that Seattle will be down more than they have been in years, and I think Baldwin bounces back. And you um, – But if they're never over the 50-yard line, how are they going to score touchdowns? You can still move the ball up to the 50-yard line. Um, you don't like Tyler Lockett, do you? Uh, not particularly. You don't like Jerron Brown. I know that. I mean, who is catching passes? Brandon Marshall, for God's sake, the corpse of Brandon Marshall? No. No one's out there. It is going to be the Doug Baldwin show in the third round. Um, but by the way, Virgin City Ballers got tripped up on the tight end Jimmy Graham aspect of this, too. He thought it was Amari Cooper. Nice. Hey, Bourbon, we're in the same boat. Yeah, that's good. Same boat of, with Bourbon. All right, the under is eight, and it's minus 135 to the under. So people are slightly favoring the under, but it is eight. That's not that bad. Uh, moving on, Ed in Greenville, South Carolina. I drafted Saquon Barkley in a in an FFPC best ball today. Anyone I should be looking at to handcuff him with? Thanks for the email, Ed in well, Greenville, South Carolina. First of all, you drafted Barkley. So you've already handcuffed your team. So that's such a it's a terrible pick. It is not a terrible pick. You know, it is there, an excellent pick. You know why I'm saying that? Because Balty took Barkley. It's got fishbowl. It's got and he calls himself Saquon Balty. <laughs> I mean, I don't like call myself that. I just that's I changed my Twitter um, name just because I thought that'd be cool. Um, I I think Barkley's in for a boffo season now. Um, handcuff Wayne Gallman, Jonathan Stewart. You interested in either of those guys? I mean, no. I mean, Stewart's just everyone says that they everyone says he's awful. Yeah, he's, he's looked really bad. Three point two five million guaranteed. Wow. Giants gave him. Nice. I, I don't, a good negotiator as yeah, well. I would totally agree with that. Jonathan Stewart going in the 24th round of best balls right now. Uh, I guess you could look at him there. Wayne Gallman's going later in the 26th. That's the guy I would look at if, if you get Barkley. Uh, get him in the 23rd, 24th round, whatever, before his ADP. I, you know, whatever. It's Somebody's got to carry the ball if Barkley does go down. So, And you're talking about one of the last few picks of your draft. I'm fine with it. I mean, Barkley, I mean, there's no chance he gets hurt. You are the absolute worst. <laughs> Just the absolute worst. Hey, you know what? I actually, I actually think Barkley's going to have a fine season. Brian in Portland, Oregon. Make it, record that and play it back at some point. I'm sure we'll get Rob on that. <laughs> Brian in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Eric and Dave, which Bears running back do you think is the better value at his draft spot right now? Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brian, for the email. Brian in Portland, Oregon. Okay, so let's talk about, I, I'm assuming it's Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen he's referring to. Uh, yeah. Um, Howard just said he came out today and said he's going to be uh, catching passes. I don't take the player's word for anything. He said he's working on it. Yeah, great. <laughs> Dave, I'm working on becoming the next president of the United States. Book that. Jordan Howard. You're not the only one. 305 is where he is going in drafts right now. Tariq Cohen is going at the 608. For my money and the fact that I've already drafted Tariq Cohen <laughs> in a draft this year. I like Cohen in the sixth more than uh, Jordan Howard in the third. I know he's working on his pass catching, and he's going to be uh, you know, more involved in that aspect of the Bears offense led by Matt Nagy this year. I still like Tariq Cohen at the end of the sixth round better than uh, Howard in the middle of the third. Yeah, I do as well. I mean, the team itself has been saying how they want to get Cohen super involved. I think he's a playmaker, so why not go with Cohen? Although, if you're in a, in a league where you have Kayvon Austin as a running back, 
I mean, where's Austin going by comparison to Cohen? He's like the same type of player, and he goes like the 12th, 13th round, right? 18th right now 18th. in FFPC best ball. Highest he's gone. Um, by the way, FFPC does reserve the right to move back to wide receiver. <laughs> Great. I'm glad we, we're opening up that camera. I'm just saying we, we probably won't, though. Um, the earliest he's gone has been the 14th round. Uh, Tavon Austin. So that's, I mean, seriously, that's pretty cheap. For, I, mean, I guess I'm just saying, if you take Cohen and you're making that argument, you might as well grab Austin the 15th for for free. According to the ADP that you can get it at FantasyMojo.com, um, Frank Gore and Darren Sproles are the guys that are right around, right in front of, directly in front of, and directly behind uh, Tavon Austin in drafts right now. What a motley crew that is. <laughs> Gore, Austin, and Sproles. Uh, so that is where you're looking at uh, drafting Austin there. Um, so you like uh, Cohen as well, better than, uh, than I do, Howard I do. at the yeah, third. Okay. Uh, dear Fred and Maurice, this is from Jim in Troy, Michigan. This is going to give this is going to give it away once I read the email. Uh, With one of the Jags beat writers reporting that Yeldon is their best pass catching and pass blocking back, are you more likely to shy away from Leonard Fournette in the first couple rounds? That's Jim in Troy, Michigan. Did you get the Fred and Maurice now? Uh, no. Fred Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew. Oh, yeah. Jaguars yeah. running backs? Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that was the joke with the email. <laughs> so, um, which, by the way, I saw a clip from the NFL Network of James Jones and Maurice Jones, Drew talking. I didn't even recognize Maurice Jones, Drew, because he is, his post-playing days have not been kind on his waistline. Really? Is that chubby? Yeah, he's, he's chunked up. Oh. And he always kind of was like that little, you know, pin, yeah, he was a pinballish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I was watching this clip and, and they had the James Jones had the Packers going 16 and 0. They're breaking out the Green Bay schedule. <laughs> like this one's a W. This one's a W. Then Maurice Jones Drew is kind of like agreeing with them, and then he's like, "All right, let's get real. This is a loss. This is a loss. This is a loss." Anyway, <laughs> so uh, beat writer, I, I forget who this was. I did see this as well, but it was a beat writer for like Florida Times Union or somebody like that, and um, stated that Yeldon is the not only the best pass catcher, he's the best pass blocker in the Jaguars' backfield right now. Um, so you look at, this isn't necessarily, hey, you should be drafting Tavon Austin because I'm definitely not uh, on board with that. It's about getting excited about him. But Leonard Fournette has an ADP of the 112 right now in drafts. I might find people I like better than Fournette at the 112. Yeah. Just, I mean, if he's not going to catch passes, Dave, that, that's so big. No, I, I totally agree with you, actually. Um, I, was, I was just thinking, I was looking back at my Scott Fishbowl decision-making, actually, because I had the eighth pick. Uh-huh. I ended up taking Hopkins, and I passed on uh, Fournette as well as Cream Hunt. And I think I'm regretting not grabbing Hunt. Yeah, that's what I would have taken. So I, I should have done that. But I, I did not really regret And Fournette lasted a little bit. He got close to where I was picking the second round. And yeah, I don't. I think that's okay. I'm okay not having him on my team. I've seen him slip in some football. He might, the scoring system there is, is whack. It's a little bit. Well, it's not whack. It's just different. But Fournette, I'm Scott. Like I'm not saying that that is. Hey, you know, Scott and I are buddies. That is so, true. Um, in PPR format, Fournette's not as much of a value. I think in a format like that, he's he's pretty alright. I'm just looking at you know guys going behind Fournette in FFPC right now. Gronk is going behind him. I'd rather have Gronk over Fournette. Yeah, in FFPC for sure. Dalvin Cook. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook than Leonard Fournette uh, at this point. He has much more upside on the, on the passing game. Travis Kelsey. I'd rather have him than Fournette. Even Keenan Allen. Here's where it's interesting. Where's, Mc, where's McCaffrey go? That's the next guy I'm going to bring up. McCaffrey's a total. I mean, McCaffrey to me is like a 70% chance to beat Fournette in, in PPR. And he's going at the 206 right now. Don't, do you agree with me? I mean, by the way? 70% you said? Yeah, like 60, 70. Maybe 70. 
But I mean, okay, and then you look at the floor. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Did, by I mean, the way, Ford, I mean, Ford could have like a, a huge because their defense is good. He could have a huge season. He's, you know, but I don't. If he's not going to catch 40 to 50 passes, it's so tough to outscore other guys that are catching 70 to 80. Right. One of the things that, that you have brought up on the show before is the sports injury predictor that, uh, that you can get with your subscription to Draft Sharks. And um, they just actually not re-released the rankings, but they baked in the, the sports injury predictor. Well, that's right, yeah. Did you happen to see that? At I, haven't, all? I haven't looked at that. I'm not going to reveal um, a, a lot of it. You want to check it out, go to DraftSharks.com. It's well worth your Would you have to subscribe. Yeah. Oh, right. Interesting name um, that we were just talking about in there. Um, and I'm not going to say who it was, All right. but the fact that um, we talk about McCaffrey having a 60 to 70 percent chance of beating Fournette, when you consider Fournette might not be catching passes, might not be as efficient as he was at the scoring touchdowns last year, and Aaron might not get hurt this year. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot of reasons to be taking McCaffrey over Fournette. Plus, have you seen did you see McCaffrey like in Instagram? Like, dude, his arms are huge. Yeah, he's got he's got really big. He's like he's doing curls and he you know that ten the ten rep bench press. That's a bulky. That's the thing in the past. He's up to like twelve to fifteen reps now on the bench press for two twenty five. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm trying to think who you're crushing, man crushing on more this year for fantasy. Which Panther, Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore? Well, I mean, I like. I, you know, I, actually, I think I, you know, I've always liked Steve Smith, right? Yeah. I think I'm just a, a Panthers fan. I, I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't like the Packers. Like their colors, I never liked them. And then, you know, the God's you know, then you have to listen to the fans talk the way that they speak. I don't, you know, so I don't know. Maybe I've turned, I've taken that C and I've turned it into an N. Maybe I'm just a Panthers fan. Uh, I don't mind living in North Carolina either, by the way. I mean, I should just move it. You know, our mutual friend uh, Josh Springer. Yeah, he lives uh, there. He likes it, right? I was the best man at his wedding. He graduated high school. He lives right outside of uh, Charlotte, and um, he's one of the best coaches. Tell him, tell him. Yeah, he, he's he's. Uh, um, High school girls basketball. Coaches varsity. at Providence Day School, and uh, they have won, I think, 10 state titles in the last 12 years. Yeah. Uh, he sent several of his athletes on to D1 schools. Some play in the WNBA, and uh, I actually just had breakfast with them a, a couple of days ago. Very cool. But two, uh, two celebrities having breakfast. Oh yeah, it was. We got mocked. <laughs> it was insane. Just we, people. We, everyone was recognizing. We're, we were pulling our hats down low and put the shades on. It didn't matter. You know what's funny is if you guys were having breakfast together and then our buddy Leroy was with you. You know yeah. who is most likely to get recognized? Leroy. Our buddy Leroy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's uh, he's a friend of everybody here in the Fox Valley in Northeast Wisconsin. Final email tonight, Brandon in Sterling, Illinois. Which tight end will you guys have on more teams this year? Austin Safarian Jenkins or Cameron Gray? Your show is the best. Thank you, Brandon. Your email is the best. Uh, we appreciate that. Austin Safarian Jenkins or Cameron Gray are basically going right around the same spot in FFPC drafts right now. Which guy do you like better? Which guy is going to be on more of the Dizzle teams this year? I would take ASJ. I mean, he's now he's sobered up and everything. That's great. Sounds like he's got his head on straight. And Bray still has to deal with, you know, the first round pick of OJ Howard. I, just, I still I think that's a problem. And then you they have to deal with uh, Seamus Winston. Uh, except for the Seamus Winston part, I could not have said it better myself. I am totally with you on uh, ASJ over break. He is not going to be facing the type of tight end competition for targets that uh, Cameron Brake will be. And, I mean, you could expand that. How much competition for targets is he just going to get in the passing game? You have Marquise Lee uh, in Jacksonville. You have uh, Dante Moncrief, Keelan Cole. I mean, these guys are not terribly exciting players in Tampa, you have not only O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Curtis, 
Curtis. Chris Godwin, uh, Adam Humphreys is there as Justin well. Watson. Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Yeah. Is that the Harvard guy? Pat, he went to Penn. Sorry, God. Hopefully, Kern Reeves not listening. And, like, you get, cannot get these Ivy schools get, mixed up. Get the Ivy leagues right. Has, do, we have, do we ever get Cornell guys in the NFL? Uh, not, not generally. I, we should ask They're probably better at lacrosse and uh, fencing. Is that big in the Ivy League? Fencing? Yeah, don't do fencing. Yeah. If you're, by the way, you're, you're done. Rowing, I thought it was. Yeah. Ro- that, rowing was big. It's not, it's not called, what do they call it? Um, crew. Oh, crew. crew. Crew, excuse me. Gee, crew. Get your pretentious sports down ball. Yeah, I know. So your daughter. I have to research this after my NASCAR segment that Eric and I crew segment if next you're, week. If your daughter and son, if they're, you know, depending upon their dimensions, they should either work at crew or fencing. Those, those are the two underdone sports. I think my daughter is going to have the dimensions for crew. My son for sure will not. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got to be like 6'3", he's not, with super long arms. He's not. Uh, like the, 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 the Winkle vibe. Yeah. Good for, good for crew. Exactly. Um, speaking of the Winklevi, have you seen this new the trailer for the movie Sorry to Bother You? No. Both these telemarketers? I think you would really enjoy this movie. Some, I, Army some. Hammer is in it. Danny Glover is in it. Two of no. your favorite actors. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, they're both in it. I think you should... Wait, listen, we're going to end the show. It's called Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You. Make a note of it. Pull up the trailer on, on your computer machine. I will, actually. And uh, Aaron, I actually showed it to our friend Aaron today at work. Right. I said, hey, I think you'll like this. And he's like, yeah, this looks really good. Okay, cool. Uh, that is going to do it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate everybody who's tuning in, tuning in live here on a Wednesday night. Uh, I, you know, we, we would have loved to do the show on Friday like normal. It just didn't work out with schedules this week. However, we will return live next Friday, uh, and we will have um, Mike Dante, FPC and main event five-time champ. He will be on next week, a pros versus Joes um, competitor, and he made it in as a Joe. This year, even though he's technically a pro, worked in the industry for many, many years. Oh, it's so BS. Yeah, but he made it in as a joke. He's actually, awesome. Well, here's the thing. He's, he's a uh, free agent right now uh, oh, yeah. for the professional aspect of it. So he, he got in the hard way, and we're going to talk to him about that Good for him. That's awesome. next Friday. So that is uh, our show. Uh, thanks to uh, Kino Moss, Dave Gerzak, the FFPC, Rob Rice, and, of course, each and every one of you. Register for the Football Guys Players Championship, the main event, best ball leagues and dynasty leagues, all at myffpc.com. I uh, certainly appreciate everybody um, uh, tuning in live and uh, downloading this, too. I don't want to uh, certainly throw you guys under the bus. We, no matter when you're listening, no matter when you're streaming, we appreciate it, even though the dizzle may not. Thanks so much, everybody. Your weekend officially starts early. This now. has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. About to call your ass Uber, I got somewhere to be. I hear fairy tales about how they gonna run up on me. Well, run up when you see me, then we gon' see. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy, trying to take the wave. I normally don't do that that show, that local radio show. Um, in the after, I was just filling in, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized I was going to have to do a NASCAR segment. I also did a little World Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And normally, it helped that I talked about World Cup a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Oh, by the way, sorry about your English team today. That's right, France. Still you got, there. still got your yeah, France, France team in there. Stupid England. They played much worse in Croatia. They deserve to lose. Um, so we did that, and then uh, thank God there was a normally a pick three segment where I have to do golf 
But uh, the guy was filling in for it. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I did that today. This is Tuesday. I did that today, so you don't have to worry about it on Wednesday. I'm like, thank God, because I think if I had to do World Cup soccer, NASCAR, and golf in an hour-long show, my the Wimbledon's going on too. I, I you know, and Roger Federer <laughs> got upset today in a massive fifth set. It was 13-11 in the fifth set. I'm yeah. like, God, do I have to bring this up today? I'm like, I don't want to open up that can. <laughs> He's so, good, and he lost. That's weird. So the big, so this isn't going to come as a surprise to you. It's the longest segment today. Packers running back. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so something I, I understood, and uh, hopefully it wasn't a fantasy heavy segment. This is a fantasy heavy show tonight. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.